We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible. We do this a lot. Uh, well, Coach Reed prepares us for these moments. Um, we knew we had a lot of time on the clock. We knew we had some time out, so we, we didn't rush. We just kind of went through the went through what we do every single day of practice and everything like that, um, and uh, we executed. And I thought, uh, I mean, obviously Travis. I mean, it's Travis. He makes he's the greatest tight end of all time. He makes plays like that that win games. Um, but uh, I thought a lot of young guys stepped up, and uh, some guys that did not necessarily have those major roles stepped up on that drive as well. And so uh, it's good to see uh, with all those young guys out there. That was Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes after the win last night out in L.A. Coming back in thrilling fashion, Mahomes probably locked up the MVP award last night with that win. Missing several key guys on the offense, didn't slow him down. Mahomes finished 20 of 34 for 329 yards and three touchdowns, including orchestrating that beautiful game-winning drive he was just talking about right there. Used his arm, used his legs. Travis Kelsey continues to show why he's the best to ever do it, uh, both before and after the game. And I'll explain that uh, to everybody here in a little bit. Uh, In the defense, it was really the catalyst for keeping the Chiefs in this game early. Several young guys stepped up when called upon, as Mahomes mentioned right there. And so much more to discuss on this beautiful Monday. Thanks for hanging out. I'm BJ Kissel. Appreciate you for spending part of your day with us here for this episode of 10 Things Presented by my friends at KC Strength and Conditioning. If you're needing a place to train a baseball or a softball player, ages 8 to 18 in Kansas City, call my friend John Rinzi at KCSC. Uh, I've known John for 20 years, and he's the first call I'll make for baseball or softball training for my kids or for anyone that I know. Call John at 913-638-8960. That's KC Strength and Conditioning. All right, let's get into the 10 things that stood out Sunday night as the Chiefs beat the Chargers 30-27 to and move to 8-2 and on the season. You know how we do this. It's going to be a lot of nuggets, a lot of talking. I got some presser clips, uh, a lot of cool records and nuggets uh, in this one. A lot of the stuff either found on social media through research nuggets from the chiefs communications department with their post game note. Shout out to the chiefs communications department by uh, continuing to put a lot of really cool information together uh, that we can pass along to all of you. All right. Number one, let's start with, let's start with the, uh, the fun streaks. The chiefs have now won 25 straight games in the months of November and December. I repeat, 
The Chiefs have now won 25 straight games in the months of November and December. Now, this is the time of season where players get injured. We're going to contextualize this a little bit. It's the time of the season where players get injured. New guys are stepping in. And when I see this stat and this record in this streak, to me, this is all about Andy Reid, his staff, and the way that they prepare the players. Uh, it's everybody. It's VP of Sports Medicine and Performance, Rick Burkholder, and his staff, getting the players back, getting them ready and healthy enough, not just to get out there, but to be out there to perform well enough to win 25 straight games. It's the coaching staff making sure that the guys are ready, that the young guys are ready, that the backups who undoubtedly are going to have to step in during the months of November and December. We're dealing with injuries right now. Everyone deals with injuries when you're talking a few weeks into the season. And for the Chiefs to win 25 straight in the midst of a time in which your depth is tested uh, is is again, is a credit to everyone in the organization that gets these guys ready to go. And, you know, we go back to training camp and, and all the reports of, oh, these guys are mixing in with the first team. And Coach Reed gets up in the podium and says, hey, we rotate a lot of guys in. I want guys getting used to playing next to one another. This is why. And this is why they're having so much success is guys like Sky Moore, guys like Justin Watson can step in when they're given a bigger role and perform well enough to go on the road and beat a team. And every time the Chiefs step on the field, they know they're getting the best shot, especially when you're playing a team in the division that is trying to knock you off. They're trying to keep you from winning your seventh straight division title and can't do it. So Patrick Mahomes now 14 and 0 in his career in road divisional games. I'm going to repeat that one too. Patrick Mahomes is now 14 and 0 in his career in road divisional football games. That's good for the second longest winning streak by a starting quarterback in road division games since the NFL AFL merger. Joe Montana owns the record with a 20 and 0 road winning streak. And that's per ESPN stats and info. Pretty cool uh, that our quarterback is uh, undefeated in road divisional football games. So huge there. Uh, Moving on to number two, the Chiefs offense. Talk about them as a whole right now. They recorded 485 net yards of offense in Sunday night's game, marking the 15th consecutive regular season game in which the Chiefs had at least 300 net yards offensively, dating back to 2021. It's the third longest streak in franchise history. This was the fourth consecutive game with 400 or more net yards of offense in 2022, tying for the third longest streak in franchise history. In total, the Chiefs have six 400-yard performances on offense in 2022, which ties them for the eighth most 400-yard games in a single season in franchise history. And folks, there are seven games left. Where does that competitive fire come from as you enter you know, your 10? Man. Uh, just my appreciation for the game, my appreciation for uh, the guys before me to give me the platform and the opportunity to do what I do today. Um, the Kansas City fans, the organization, there's a lot of people in that, this building that, uh, that pour their heart in, into, into this, this entire, you know, orchestra of things. And I, um, you know, I just put it, on my, put it on my back and just leave with my heart to be able to go out there and perform and be accountable for those people. And um, I don't know, it was just the way I was raised, I guess. Here's some more from post-game comments. That was Travis Kelsey. Here's Patrick Mahomes on Travis Kelsey. No, I'm not joking at all. If he's man-to-man, I'm going to give him a chance. And, I mean, he's going to win most of them. I mean, obviously, they got Derwin. So, Derwin's going to win his battles because he's like, like probably the best safety in the league. Um, but uh, I'm going to give my guy a chance because I know how special he is. 
All right, obviously, moving on to number three, we're talking about tight end Travis Kelsey. Uh, he recorded six receptions for 115 yards and three touchdowns in Sunday night's game. That's good for an average of 19.2 yards per reception, and it was his 17-yard touchdown reception that gave the Chiefs the lead at 29-27 with 37 seconds left in the game, beating Derwin James across the middle of the field. And If you checked out uh, my interview with Matt Miller for our Stock Up, Stock Down report earlier, he referenced Peter King. Uh, football morning or Mon- football morning in America. Uh, Peter King's new article saying that that was the same play uh, that they had won on uh, in the past against the Chargers. So pretty cool stuff there. But um, you know what made it even cooler? Uh, that game winning touchdown from Travis Kelsey is that was the play that had him officially pass the hundred yard mark in that game, and that was good for his thirty third game in his career in which he had at least 100 yards and that passed tight end Rob Gronkowski for the most 100 yard games by a tight end in NFL history again his game winner put him over 100 yards and gave him the record for the most 100 yard games in NFL history by a tight end we I'm not the only one who's been saying this I'm not gonna pat myself on the back like that but for years we've been saying if Travis Kelsey stays healthy Travis Kelsey stays healthy he is going to shatter uh, tight end records uh, across the NFL, and he is going to be widely regarded as the greatest tight end uh, to ever do it. And uh, you know, pretty sweet stuff that his record-breaking catch was uh, was the game winner. I mean, that's goat stuff. Here's more on Travis Kelsey after the game. I'm an older dog, man. I just I, throughout my years, I just learned from situations that I've been through on the football field, uh, situations that I've you know seen on the football field and I just keep accumulating all that data and just put it in this computer up here and hope that I can use it to my advantage when the time's needed, man. And that's, uh, that's kind of where I'm at with it at, at that. All right. More on Kelsey here. It was his 27 yard catch to start the Chiefs' second possession of last night's game that marked his 136th consecutive game with at least one reception. His 136 games with the reception are the most in franchise history and sit as the second longest active streak in the NFL. And he's tied with uh, former tight end Jeremy Shockey for the third longest streak of consecutive games with the reception by a tight end in NFL history as he continues to climb multiple record books and will uh, not normalize. We talk about Patrick Mahomes not normalizing greatness. We're going to do the same thing with Travis Kelsey and continue uh, to talk about these records and these streaks and these things because uh, it gives, gives us more context as to how special it is. Uh, what we're watching and we should not wait till it's over to appreciate it. Let's try to appreciate it as best we can uh, in the middle of this. And uh, Travis Kelsey's three receiving touchdowns, give him 10 career multi-touchdown games uh, His three touchdowns are the second most in a single game in his career, trailing only his four touchdown performance versus the Raiders earlier this year, uh, back on October 10th. And got to mention his touchdown celebration, honoring both Deion Sanders and former Chargers great Ladanian Tomlinson, on the same play, you saw him high stepping with the hand behind, and they did the the finger roll um, with an ode to Ladanian Tomlinson. Ah, just beautiful. And this one, it's not a nugget, but it's definitely something I want to react to. And uh, we're gonna call it number four here on the ten things because it deserves its own segment. Now, after the game, uh, to me, Travis Kelsey showed what makes him really special. So, for some context, this was the first question when Travis Kelsey. Uh, took to the podium and first question, first answer on this question from Darren Smith. 
That game was a lot more than just Mahomes to me, man, and it's, uh, that's why it was so fun. You got a guy like Sky Moore coming up big throughout the entire game. Um, on top of that, uh, Justin Watson, uh, I mean, even in that, that last drive for us, you know, Marquez gets his going early. Pat makes a huge play uh, with his feet. It's just um, those are the best, man. Those are the best. When everybody gets a piece of the pie, that's the best. All right, so for some context and why this is so special and it stands out to me, Travis Kelsey, probably 15, maybe 20 minutes, he took a shower, 20 minutes before this, caught a game winner on the road to basically seal up the division for the Chiefs for a seventh straight year to continue breaking uh, the, you know, the historical mark of you know, most consecutive division titles by a team. Uh, 33rd game of 100 yards passing Rob Gronkowski. Uh, did it with Travis Ke- or did it with Patrick Mahomes, his buddy. Travis Kelsey has every reason to make not about himself in like an egotistical, arrogant kind of way, but he can feel himself a little bit after the game. And when set up to talk about it, within the first 10 seconds, he mentions Sky Moore, mentions Justin Watson, mentions Marquez Valdez Scantling. He doesn't take the opportunity to pat himself on the back. He talks about his teammates. He talks about them all doing it together. I hope these things don't get lost on everybody else because um, this stuff is real to steal something that Coach Reed used to say all the time or still does. Um, I don't know, but you know, I say what's real. Uh, what's real is, you know, it's one thing for all of us, you know, in the media and who cover and create content regarding the games and what we see and what they say and, and all the records and all these things. Um but he's also speaking to his teammates. He's also speaking to his, the coaches, the, the support staff, everybody who's in that locker room, that when you set the tone of, you know, when you have an opportunity to pat yourself on the back, that you make it about everybody else, uh, that resonates in the locker room. You're going to tell me Sky Moore doesn't see that or hear that and feel good about it. So maybe when Sky makes a mistake and Kelsey goes over and talks to him, you're going to tell me it doesn't mean a little bit more that the, the, the words aren't taken a little bit more to heart because, you know, the guy cares about you. Uh, he's genuinely there for you. This stuff matters. And for the greatest tight end in NFL history at a time in which he had every, I mean, he's 33 years old. He's done this before. He's breaking all kinds of records. Immediately talks about Sky Moore. Immediately talks about Marquez and Justin Watson. All these other guys that, if we're being honest, without those guys making plays, they don't win this game. It doesn't matter how many records Travis Kelsey is breaking. And that's, to me, what makes it so special. That's why the locker room, the chemistry, all of those things, to win things that are special, it's not just about always having the most talented team. I'm sorry for going off on a tangent here, but it matters that the locker room, that, that they get along, that when they're going to have tough times, they have seven regular season games to go. I've already, you know, proclamated they're going to win the AFC West I already put that out there there's going to be uh, hiccups over the next seven weeks but when your locker room is together it matters and when you say things like that they're not cliche it's moments like this where he's proving uh, what kind of leader he is to the team and I, I want to make that its own segment because I don't think comments like that should get lost and I hope people see that uh, and if not I hope drawing more attention to it get, lets a little bit more insight about what makes this dude so special never forget Radio Row talked about it with Matt Miller on KCSN Update earlier today go check that podcast out as well great stuff from Matt but I'll never forget Radio Row in Houston interviewed Travis Kelsey when I was working for the Chiefs. And I'll never forget him saying that everything changed for him from a perspective of how his teammates saw him and what kind of leader or what kind of uh, platform he had to be a leader on the team is that first uh, playoff game when he was voted a team captain by his teammates and that it proved to him or it 
opened his eyes to the platform that he had. And he has been nothing but a perfect leader and the exact kind of guy you want leading your offense with Patrick Mahomes and a lot of those dudes. There's a lot of guys who think the same way. Chris Jones did the same thing uh, post game when he was asked about his performance. He was talking about Mike Dana and Carlos Dunlap and Karloftis and Frank Clark getting back. Um, all those guys. So all this stuff matters. It's what makes the Chiefs special and it's why uh, when they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs and things don't always go well, that they're going to stay together. So sorry for the diatribe and all that, but uh, that stuff stands out to me. And I think it's what makes Travis Kelsey beyond what he does on the football field. I think it was, it's what makes him special. All right, moving along to number five. More on Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. The three touchdown connections between Mahomes and Travis Kelsey gives the pair 45 Scoring connections since Mahomes became the starting quarterback back in 2018. And per NFL research, this is the third most by any quarterback tight end duo over a five-season span all time. Again, there's seven regular season games to go. Most of these stats are considered regular season only. The pair only trails Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, who had 54 between 2011 and 2015, and Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham, who had 51 between 2010 and 2014. And that is the second most touchdown pass connections between a quarterback and pass catcher in franchise history, only behind Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback, the late great Len Dawson, and wide receiver Otis Taylor in their mark of 50 connections. And again, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey at 45 right now with seven games to go. And you look at some of the, the projections of what Travis Kelsey is on for this year. It's on pace for the best season of his career at 33 years old, continues to set marks, continues to be a leader. Absolutely awesome to see. Here's Andy Reid after the game talking about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Andy, in, in some ways, it probably defies description, the, the chemistry between Patrick and Travis. And you, you've tried to address it a lot of times, but I, do you wonder if there's any way to get your arms around what they're able to do with each other and out there? Yeah, no, I, listen, we're, we're, we're a part of it, and that's the fun part. <clears throat> You'd like it to last forever, um, but uh, these guys grow old, and, and, you know, it's not. So what I do is I try to enjoy every minute of it, every play, and, um, and their chemistry is, is ridiculous. You know, you know coming into this game that, that they were, they had a plan for Kels and, you know, we were able to, you know, he was able to work, he and Pat were able to work through it and made some nice things happen. I'll never get tired of hearing Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey all talking about each other and how special it is. Cause again, uh, hearing Mahomes talk about after the game that, you know, there was no doubt that they were going to go down and score and all the confidence that everybody had. It's, it was, it's special. And we'll have more on Patrick Mahomes right after this quick. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Great. Hey, folks. Hate to interrupt, but I got to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. And NFL Sundays are only getting better and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. I really love doing the same game parlays. The DraftKings app is the best app out there. You can't get a better experience. Just user-wise, the deals, everything, it's perfect. And with payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. Here's what you got to do. Got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN and place a $5 pregame money line bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Now let's get back to the show. All right, welcome back. I uh, appreciate everybody letting us pay a little bills, uh, pay a few bills uh, right there with some ad reads. But let's move on to number five. Uh, more Patrick Mahomes on the night. Mahomes completed 20 of 34 for 329 and three touchdowns. That's good for a 120.8 passer rating. It marks Mahomes' 42nd career game with a 100 or higher passer rating, extending his franchise record. His 42 such games are tied for the third most in the NFL since he entered the league in 2017, despite only starting one game in 2017. Uh, It marks the 37th career game with 300 or more passing yards, extending his franchise record. Again, Patrick Mahomes, 27 years old. Uh, We talk about career and leading the franchise and all these things. Um, Mahomes' 37 career 300-yard games since 2017 are the most in the NFL over that span. And again, he only started one game in 2017, which really screws up a lot of these stats. So I know it was the Denver game. I remember being in the press box and kind of gave us a glimpse of what the future was going to look like with him. Um, But yeah, really screws up a lot of these stats uh, that everybody puts together. But Mahomes now has 58 career wins in his first 73 starts tying Pro Football Hall of Famer Kenny Stabler, who had 58 as well for the most wins by a quarterback in their first 75 career starts. Mahomes is now extending, or he has now extended his NFL record for most passing touchdowns by a quarterback's first in a quarterback's first 75 career starts to 179 touchdowns in his first 73 starts. Again, these records are the first 75 games of his career. And as far as the context given, and he's only started 73. So he's got two more games to try to win one game to have the most wins for a quarterback in their first 75 starts uh, passing Kenny Stabler. And again, already has the record for most passing yards and most touchdowns through a player's first 75 starts. And he's only started 73 games. So he's only got wins left. Uh, He'll be number one in all three of those categories to again, 
greatest start by a quarterback in NFL history. Let's not normalize that. And Sunday's game marked Mahomes' 15th consecutive game with at least one touchdown pass dating back to December 12th, 2021. That streak is tied for the second longest streak in franchise history and marks the second longest streak of Mahomes' career. Huge shocker, Mahomes has the other one as well and talking about streaks with touchdowns. So here's Mahomes after the game talking about that final drive. You know, I just thought it was cool today that when we when I went in the huddle, everybody was just like, let's just do it. But there was no, like, doubt that we were going to go down there and score. There was no doubt that we were, we were going to make, make it happen. Um, and from the offensive line to the receivers, to the running backs, tight ends, everybody was just had their mindset of let's take it one play at a time, get it down the field, and uh, go out there and get a touchdown when it counts. And that's what we did. You understand this league, it's always going to be hard. Um, and I never will take that for granted. I mean, this league, is there's a lot of special players on, on both sides of the field. Um, and so uh, you just you go back to your fundamentals. You go back to not making it, hey, we have to get a touchdown right now. We have to get a touchdown. It's one play at a time. How can I execute this play, move on to the next play, and, and keep it going? And that's usually when the good stuff happens is you just can really focus on what you have to do to make that play that play work. Such a m- mature answer. You know, from a young quarterback, and he's 27 years old. He's seen a lot. Super Bowl MVP, already won an MVP. He's going to most likely win another MVP award. Uh, just special stuff there from Patrick Mahomes. And uh, let's move on to number six, and let's stay with the offense, but talk about a couple of the younger guys who stepped up and stood out, uh, starting with rookie running back Isaiah Pacheco, who started his fourth consecutive game for the Chiefs and made the most of his snaps. Pacheco had a career-high 107 yards on 15 carries. That's good for a 7.1 yards per carry average, and it was the first 100-yard performance of his career, and it marks the first 100-yard rushing game for the Chiefs since Clyde Edwards-Elaire ran for 102 yards back on October 3rd, 2021 against the Eagles in the first quarter. Uh, Pacheco found some space, moved the ball for a career-long 28-yard carry, uh, picking up chunks all over the place. It was great to see the kid runs hard. He's fun to watch uh, run the football and and really provide some juice for the offense. And he was able to find 10 or more yards on three separate carries in Sunday night's game, bringing his career total of 10-plus-yard carries to nine and tying his current single-game high of three 10-plus-yard carries in a game. I know following along on social media, uh, it was, you know, just feed him. You know, as much as we're talking about having the MVP at quarterback, uh, it felt like the Chiefs had an advantage in the running game when they were running the football. And for Clyde Edwards-Elaire, or excuse me, for Isaiah Pacheco to step up the way that he did. Uh, and honestly, in talking about Clyde Edwards-Elaire, who left the game uh, with a high ankle injury that Coach Reed, uh, who doesn't normally give a lot of uh, color to the injury, saying that it was pretty tender and it, it may be a tough thing for a running back to come back from. So uh, we may be, uh, we as in the Chiefs, uh, maybe without Clyde Edwards Elaire for a little while, maybe Ronald Jones steps up. But right now, Isaiah Pacheco should be getting the line share of these carries. Uh, again, his first 100 yard performance, and that was following up uh, what was before this week the best performance of his career, having uh, 85 yards last week uh, in their win over the Jags. So great stuff from uh, Isaiah Pacheco. And uh, Andy Reid spoke after the game uh, about general manager Brett Veach. Uh, who we've talked about most of the context has been on the defensive side of the ball because Pacheco until the last few games hadn't he's helped, but not to the level of what we've seen on the defense uh, where you have George Karloftis, you've got Jalen Watson with his big interception against the chargers in that first matchup. Josh Williams had a huge interception earlier in the season to, to seal a win. Um, And, you know, we've seen Brian cook get out there and play defense and that fab five that, uh, 
Uh, Trent McDuffie referred to him as as the five drafted rookies uh, on the Chiefs defense that um, four of those guys are getting looks uh, in quite a bit and getting some playing time for a team that's atop the AFC, uh, sitting at eight and two, uh, kind of reloaded uh, this side of the ball. But uh, Andy Reid spoke about Brett Veach after the game, uh, specifically on uh, what he's seen from the young guys on the offensive side. I mean, really, you saw tonight uh, Brett Veach's, um, you know, how how good he is at <laughs> doing his job. And Pacheco's one of those guys. Uh, um, he and his crew just, they they study it. They, they see what fits into what we do. And then they're willing to, um, you know, pull the trigger at the right time. So, um, and evaluate kind of where they think guys are going to fall. Um, which is a, it's an art. I mean, that's not, that's not an easy thing to do. Oh, you can overdraft guys, you can underdraft, but at the same time, you're, you're talking about guys that you want to come in and play at least within a year or two. Never forget after the draft, um, or excuse me, before the draft, uh, Brett Veach said that there was a thousand yard rusher who was going to be drafted in the seventh round. Uh, I don't know if anybody has specifically asked him about that comment and whether he was talking about Isaiah Pacheco and they had an eye on him. Obviously, they liked him. Um, we at KC Sports Network actually had an opportunity to interview Isaiah Pacheco out at the East West Shrine Bowl in Las Vegas uh, and had that interview that we posted on draft night. So, um, yeah, that pretty special stuff. And another young guy who stepped up uh, last night in the game was Sky Moore. Uh, we saw an increased role on offense as you know a result to and pretty – Injured receiving corps for the Chiefs right now. Obviously, Juju Smith-Schuster in concussion protocol did not play in this game. McCole Hardman got placed on IR. Uh, and then Sky Moore saw the most snaps of his career. And then on a single-game high, uh, a single-game career high, five catches for 63 yards in that game. Uh, and Sky Moore now has 12 receptions for 169 yards on the season with a long of 30 yards. Uh, and personally, I thought the best play from Moore, there's a lot, uh, there's let me a lot of the the highlights showing him on the over out of the crossing route, beating Derwin James uh, for what was a, a nice chunk play for the Chiefs offense when they were getting things going. Um, but personally, I, my favorite play for him was actually on the broken play. It was the one he dove for and kind of came back for across the middle. Thought for a split second that maybe the ball skipped to him, but he got his hands underneath it. They showed the replay a couple times. It was a great play. Uh, but the reason I love that play more, and anything else that we saw from Sky Moore in this game was that, you know, it's one thing to, to stay within the framework um, of the play and execute your role uh, as far as developing trust uh, with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and, you know, Eric Bieniemy and Matt Nagy and all these guys running the offense for the Chiefs. Uh, it's great to be within the framework and show that you can go out and do that. But for developing trust, uh, creating an opportunity on a broken play. Uh, the way that he did on that that catch across the middle. Uh, if you go back and watch the replay, he kind of broke off his route. He found a lane that gave Patrick Mahomes an opportunity to deliver him the football. Um, to me, it's great when when you stay within the framework, but it's even better uh, as far as developing trust uh, to to find a way and be in sync with your quarterback and for Mahomes to be able to understand what Sky Moore was doing in that moment when he's leaving the pocket and scrambling, something we see a lot from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I thought that that was a huge play and something that if you're looking for a reason to feel really good about Sky Moore, for me personally, that broken play did it because uh, he found a, a way to get open in which uh, he and Mahomes were on the same page um, outside, again, of the framework of the play. That's instincts. That's just kind of feel. Uh, and to me, those are the things that develop trust for you. So uh, here's one at number seven that might surprise you a little bit. Surprised me when I saw this. So. The Chiefs had a 300-yard passer with Mahomes with his 329 yards, a 100-yard receiver with or 
you know, pass catcher with Travis Kelsey with his 115 yards and a hundred yard rusher in Isaiah Pacheco with his 107 yards all in Sunday's game. It marked the chiefs first game with a performer at each of those marks since September 7th, 2017. And that was the game at the new England Patriots when Alex Smith had 368 yards. Tyreek Hill had 133 yards and Kareem hunt had 148 yards combined to accomplish that feat. So first time the chiefs had a 300 yard passer, hundred yard receiver and a hundred yard rusher in the same game in more than five years. Uh, surprising uh, to me a little bit uh, considering all the success they've had on the offensive side of the ball, but uh, the running backs and getting 100 yards on the, the running side are really the ones that hold back that because uh, between Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, those guys are going to hit the 300 and 100 yard marks. But uh, hopefully it's a sign of things to come. Uh, they can get a running game going with Isaiah Pacheco to get up chunks of yards like that. Uh, it's going to be a huge thing for this team moving forward, obviously, uh, as they get into playoffs and, and playoff weather uh, here around Kansas City. But before moving on, uh, I want to make sure this doesn't get lost as well. I got to mention these. Uh, Justin Watson's reception on third and 17 uh, may have been one of the biggest offensive plays of the game outside of the game winner, um, you could argue. And the throw that Mahomes had to Jody Fortson early in the game may have been the best throw of the game from Mahomes. Uh, defender really was in the throwing lane, and he just dropped it absolutely perfectly. Um, social media was buzzing on that play. Probably saw the highlight a lot. But yeah, the Justin Watson reception, um, huge uh, Justin Watson finished the game with three catches for 67 yards. Jody Fortson finished with two for 51 Mahomes, Kelsey, we've been talking about them. They're going to get a lot of the credit, a lot of the highlights. But those two plays uh, and those two guys stepped up, and Chiefs might not have won this game had those guys not stepped up the way that they did. Uh, so it wasn't just Sky Moore. It wasn't just Travis Kelsey and Mahomes. Uh, everybody had a part in this, and that's what you know Travis Kelsey was talking about earlier. Uh, these are the beautiful games because everybody feels like they got a piece of you know the reason why the Chiefs were able to win that game. So Let's talk about the Chiefs defense now. It's about time. Uh, I thought the most important sequence in this game, uh, at least, again, in my opinion, was the the defense stepping up at the end of the first half. Uh, the Chargers were facing a second goal from the two-yard line, and the Chiefs kept them out of the end zone. I think the Chargers were up four points at that time. Uh, the Chiefs defense was able to force the field goal, still keep it a one-score game at 20-13, to 13, and the Chargers were getting the ball back to start the second half. They could have extended it either on that drive at the end of the first half or the first one of the second half to extend it to a two-possession game. So there's pressure on the Chiefs' defense to keep them in the game and keep it a one-score possession. And on the Chargers' next two offensive drives, the first two drives of the second half, eight plays, 18 yards total, forced punts on both possessions. Chiefs' offense took that opportunity and put up back-to-back -back scoring drives with a field goal and a touchdown to give them the lead. Again, a lot of credit's going to go to the offense with all the highlights and Holmes, Kelsey, and crew, and even Watson, Fortson, we just talked about, Pacheco. But we just went through it. None of it matters if they don't win the football game. And they don't win this football game without the defense stepping up like they did over that three-drive stretch for the Chargers offense at the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half. So, again, a lot of things that should not get lost around this. But that in particular, to me, um, for the defense was, was one of the catalysts and the reason they won this game. So we're going to talk about individual defensive performances, starting with Chris Jones right after this quick break. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I've got to tell you about our friends at Liquid Death. And by now, you know that those strange tall boys in that bottled water section, there's not actually beer. It's uh, mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. It's a crazy new water brand. Cans look wild. I've got one right here. You know I've already got the severed lime with me. One of my favorite flavors, my favorite flavor, actually, of the Liquid Death. It comes in uh, several different flavors if you want the sparkling water, the still water. It's all great. But why is it called Liquid Death? Well, it'll brutally murder your thirst. That's why. And their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are here to bring death to plastic pollution. I'd love to see that. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to kill plastic pollution as well. Here's what you got to do. You got to go to liquiddeath.com slash KCSN to use their store locator tool, or you can go uh, find Liquid Death at your Target, Walmart, 7-Eleven, or again, go to liquiddeath.com slash KCSN, find a store locator tool, use that, and that's liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. Let's get back to the show. All right, welcome back to 10 Things. I'm BJ Kissel. We are all the way down to number eight. This may be the longest episode of 10 Things we've had, but uh, when you win a game like that and you've got records like that, then uh, yeah, things take a little bit, but we appreciate uh, you staying with us through that break and help us pay some bills. None of this is possible if we can't uh, pay some bills and pay some people to do all the things that we've got going on at KCSN. So we appreciate it. Let's move on to number eight and Chris Jones. Uh, who recorded two sacks of Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert in the game, giving him a team high of nine sacks on the year. Per Chief senior reporter Matt McMullen on Twitter, Jones is tied for the league most sacks with seven since week six. So when we're talking about defensive player of the year conversation, those are the times types of things that we can talk about since week six. Chris Jones tied for the most sacks in the NFL. Now, if you don't follow Matt or his work, you should. Um, Always dropping great nuggets like that. Love that dude. All right. It also marked Jones' 16th career multi-sack game, four of which have come in the 2022 season, including back-to-back weeks. Jones now owns 58 and a half career sacks, which ranks as the fifth most in franchise history. He's got to get about 20 more uh, to move up on that list, but uh, wouldn't put it past him. Uh, Chris Jones absolutely playing out of his mind. Finished the game with five tackles, uh, including three for loss with the two sacks and four quarterback pressures. I've been talking about it again for a few weeks. He should definitely be in the conversation for defensive player of the year. Micah Parsons from the Cowboys going to win that award. Uh, He's the odds on favorite. It's not particularly close with the odds, but Chris deserves to be in that conversation as the way people talk about it. And if there was an AFC defensive player of the year award, Jones should and would absolutely uh, win that award. And uh, if you're again, following along on social media during that game, really a tale of two halves, a lot of people questioning the defense, the way that the Chargers offense was going in the first half, had their backs against the wall a little bit. You need guys late in the game to step up and put their foot down and say, no, this isn't how it's going to go down. And that's exactly what we saw uh, from Chris Jones leading that group and leading the chief's defense, kind of willing him to a victory. All right, staying along the defensive line for number eight, Mike Dana recording a couple of key sacks in Sunday night's game, including an eight-yard sack of Justin Herbert in the second quarter and a nine-yard sack in the third quarter. That pair of sacks brings Dana's career total to seven and a half sacks. It was his second 
multi-sack performance, tying his two-sack performance on October 3rd, 2021 against the Philadelphia Eagles. Dana finished the game with four tackles, including three solo, three tackles for loss, and then obviously his two sacks, plus two quarterback pressures. Uh, Again, staying along the defensive line. Another cool nugget on Carlos Dunlap, who kept his defensive production coming with a pass defense and one solo tackle. But the pass breakup now gives him 72 passes defense slash pass knockdowns in his career, moving him into third place for the most passes defense by a defensive lineman since 1994. That was talked about when Carlos Dunlap came over, besides the fact that he's consistent, had his five sacks for like nine straight years. Uh, but those long arms, bats passes down. Uh, we've seen that so far in Kansas City. All right, let's move on to number nine. Move to the second level of the defense and talk about the Chiefs linebackers. Uh, Willie Gay um, got a sack of Justin Herbert for a six-yard loss in the fourth quarter of Sunday's game, giving him sacks in back-to-back weeks. Uh, and now Willie Gay has a had a season excuse me, Willie Gay had a single season career high of two and a half sacks uh, so far in 2022 and now has four sacks in his career, finished the game with 11 tackles, seven of which were solo, including two tackles for loss, helping the Chiefs have nine tackles for loss overall in this game. His 11 tackles for Willie Gay tied his single game career high, which he set in week two of the 2022 season also against the LA Chargers. So great to see Willie Gay step up and making plays alongside his battery mate there in Nick Bolton uh, finished the game on Sunday, leading the chiefs defense with 14 tackles. He also forced a fumble in the fourth quarter that was recovered by Frank Clark, uh, marking his first career for forced fumble. Bolton also sealed the game with his first career interception, picking off a tipped chargers, uh, pass from Justin Herbert with 26 seconds left on the clock to seal the deal. That was pressure from Chris Jones, batted pass. Everybody uh, was involved. It seems like on the defense uh, on that last stretch uh, for to really seal the game for the Chiefs. So it marked uh, Nick Bolton's fifth 10 plus tackle game in the 2022 season, which ties him for the fourth most 10 plus tackle performances in a season in franchise history, dating back to 1994. And again, we have seven games left in the regular season. And now Nick Bolton owns eight 10 plus tackle games in his career, the fifth most by any player in team history or dating back to 1994. Whew. Guys getting it done at every level of the defense. You love to see it. And and quick shout out on the, the defensive line and Willie Gay there talking about the, the sacks. Through 10 regular season games, the Chiefs now already have more sacks than they did all of last season. So for a lot of us that were talking about pass rush and needing to bring down the opposing quarterback more, that was the storyline going into the season. The Chiefs just had 29 sacks as a team last year. It was dead last in the AFC. It was fourth worst in the NFL or fourth least in the NFL. And they've completely figured it out there's a lot of pressure obviously getting it done with chris jones carlos dunlap frank clark everybody's getting involved there's steve spagnol was sending sending the house he's sending blitzes all over the place uh same thing with willie gay perfectly timed blitz last night uh for willie gay that uh really came in a big situation so shout out to everybody but shout out to uh Brett Veach, Steve Spagnuolo, the whole crew uh, to really take care of an area that uh, if we on the outside uh, were talking about, you know, on the inside, uh, they were talking about it as well. All right. And finally, number 10, the last one we've got. Shout out to Harrison Butker. Uh, I've personally talked about it quite a bit, saying he's still one of the best kickers in the NFL. But, man, it's been really tough to watch not being able to just kind of automatically expect 
extra points to be made and some of those chip shots, some of those shorter field goals. And Butker connected on all three of his field goals and all three of his extra points in Sunday's win. Uh, when you win a three-point game on the road against a division rival to basically seal up, again, your seventh straight division title, uh, it's 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 a good thing, and it's a great sign for Harrison Butker. His 52-yard made field goal on the Chiefs' second possession of the game was also his 23rd career 50-plus-yard field goal. It's already a Chiefs record and sits as the fifth most 50-plus-yard field goals made in the NFL since Butker entered the league back in 2017. All right, those are the 10 things that we've got, and I'm going to give you a bonus 11th thing uh, for anyone that's been following us on social media or watched our post-game show last night. Uh, we have already started the campaign for our Soul of Casey holiday toy drive and raffle. Uh, it's a program that we do through our foundation. It's the KCSN Foundation. Uh, it's a partnership with Operation Breakthrough uh, and their Christmas store. And so what we've done is we've gotten 25 different items together, uh, which I'll put on the screen right here. Got a Patrick Mahomes jersey, Creed Humphrey autograph signed, Trey Smith signed Casey Pioneers jersey. Uh, as Trey Smith's part of the esports team here in Kansas City. Um, lunch with Colin Saunders this offseason for you, whoever wins this, plus two friends. Get to go hang out with Colin for a day. We've got Chiefs tickets to the Christmas Eve game against the Seattle Seahawks. We've got Cookie Society, Jeff Allen and his wife Marissa's company. They're going to send you a sampler every month for a year. We've got a $100 gift card, two of those to Third Street Social over there in Lee Summit. We've got $25 gift cards to Jefferson's Bar and Grill. There's a new one opening up in South KC. They've got the one up in North KC. Charlie Hustle, Arrowhead Collection Pack, $150 gift card to Capitol Grill. George Brett autographed book. Frank Clark signed football. Sky Moore signed football. There is all kinds of cool stuff in this year's raffle. Um, and again, one ticket on the raffle is 20 bucks. Or you, 100 bucks gives you 10 tickets for a chance to win any one of these 25 different items. We are going to sell tickets through December 6th. We're going to select the winners on December 11th and 100% of the money that we raise is going towards toys and presents that we're buying for Operation Breakthrough in their Christmas store. Last year when we did this, we raised just under $14,000. We are trying to surpass that this year to help make as many kids Christmases in the Kansas City area as special as possible. And we can't do that without your support. So it is a 501c3. It's a foundation. So all of the donations and raffle tickets, all the money you spend is tax deductible. We will get you those receipts. But again, chance to win cool stuff, help people in your community. It's a perfect scenario. So we appreciate your support. We've gotten just under just about $3,000 raised in the couple of days since we started this thing. So uh, we'll sell tickets for another couple of weeks. But again, appreciate all for, for hanging out through the end of this show. Longest one I think that we've done. Appreciate it. We'll have more good content, great stuff coming at KC Sports Network. Make sure to follow on all your podcast platforms, your favorite podcast platform if that's your deal. Or if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that, hit that like and subscribe button. We appreciate your support. I'm going to go drink some water and take it easy because I've been talking for about 45 minutes straight. Appreciate you, Chiefs Kingdom. See y'all later.